that. You know, the other thing, and uh, as we begin thinking about this morning, what I'm going to be talking about, uh, I have many reasons that I'm thankful to be able to be part of a church for 33 years, and not the least of which is uh, the opportunity that it's given me to see all of what God can do through a group of people who are eager to serve, and that is definitely true of Brookside Church. It's, it's always been that way, and, and even as I make that statement, I, you know, it's this week as I was thinking about this, I, I just thought of different individuals over all of these years that have been those, I, I think of people with, a, for example, the gift of leadership. And God has given them that, that ability. God's given them all of the wisdom that comes from years of experience of life. And I, could, I can tell you of certain individuals at different points in time, they showed up, they, they stood up, and they were willing to serve at a very defining point in the life of Brookside where we needed to make some very critical decisions, and we needed the right people to help us lead us in that. And they were there for us. And then I think of all the people who uh, have been willing to serve in ministries that are absolutely essential for us to build a really solid and, and strong foundation for ourselves as a church. And this goes all the way back to the beginning. Right? Back when I was in my 30s, and almost all of us were in our 30s, and our, our kids were uh, very young, there were not very many of us, and we were meeting in a gymnasium and uh, that was not like by any stretch of the imagination, like this place. And, uh, and there, there was nobody in our group that had any high school kids. I mean, we were young, with young kids. But we knew that we needed to have a high school ministry for us to be able to be, you know, move forward as a church and grow and be strong. And, and so one of the guys that was part of our, our group of 30-year-olds had exactly the right mix of a personality, he was a crazy guy, you know, he loved to do that kind of stuff that, 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 that uh, high school students, middle school students love to do, and, and, uh, and he had a passion for the ministry, and he had all the abilities that, that, that go with doing it. So as a, as a volunteer, as someone who was willing to serve, what Randy did was he came every single Sunday ready uh, to, for a class, to teach a class of high school students for that first family that showed up. And he did that for nearly a year. And so Sunday after Sunday, no show, no family showed up until finally one Sunday this family walked through the doors and came in and they had, I believe they had five kids and three of them were in high school. I mean, it was hard for us not to just run and grab them, you know, and, and start drooling. And, and, you know, and we were so excited. And Randy was ready. I mean, they came in and they, they actually said, you probably don't have anything for high school kids and, and, and students. And we said, yes, we do. And Randy brought his A game. And uh, we be, that family stayed and we began our high school ministry. And, I, you know, I, I just look back and I just think of one person after another through the years of our church that may, have, have made Brookside what it is today. This, this is a church that people really believe in serving. They, I mean, I, I can tell you that. I've been here all 33 years, and I've, I've seen that happen over and over again, right up to the present day, right up to this day. In fact, I, so many of you right here, I look out, and I know that you're involved in serving. Just yesterday, I was here at the building with a, a, a elder board meeting, and there were two groups of people that were meeting, uh, who, and it was all about serving. It was all about serving. That's, 
That's why they were here, getting equipped to serve. And so, you know, as I, as I look at that, and I realize that every single person in the past and every single person today is a living, really a visible living example of, of the truth we're going to look at this morning, and it's this, that it does matter to serve. It really does. It really does. Every, every act of serving is the special sauce that God uses to change people's lives. And one of the reasons I, I, I'm so motivated to be able to, to talk with you about, about this this morning is that I'm, I'm convinced that we're just beginning as a church. I mean, look how young we are. We're only 33 years old. And so I really, when I, when I look at Brookside, as thankful as I am for the last 33 years, I get so pumped and so excited thinking about what God's got for us in the future. And it all's going to come down to people being willing to serve to make it happen, make happen what God's got for, for us. So it really does matter for us to serve. And serving that we're going to talk about this morning from the first eight verses in the 12th chapter of Romans. Now, you know, before I, I say anything else, I probably should add this thought. It's, it might be that you're a guest with us here today. You live in another city, and uh, you're here visiting family or friends. And, and so you're, not, you're, you're here today. You're not thinking about serving in Brookside Church, all right? Or it might be that, that, that you've come here today, and you're just you're in a search mode. You're, you're asking questions about Christianity, Jesus Christ, and all of this. And, and so when you came here this morning, you didn't have the thought in your mind at all of, of, of serving in Brookside Church, all right? Um, it might be that you've come here today, and uh, you're looking for purpose in your life. And you really struggled with finding fulfillment and a sense of satisfaction. And what I want to make sure that all of us understand is that what I'm talking about this morning is not limited where it's Brookside. I'm, and in a way, I'm stating the obvious. I'm not, I'm not talking about something where serving is limited to Brookside Church. Serving can happen in, in so many different places and so many, you know, so many different opportunities that we all have to serve God. And the thing that I, that I, I want all of us to, to grab onto this morning is that serving has huge value for all of us. Every single one of us, wherever we're serving, because there is nothing else that is going to give you a greater sense of satisfaction and a greater sense of joy and value and purpose in your life than actually serving. So wherever you're at in this whole thing, this sermon, I, I believe, has application for all of us. Several years ago, Rick Warren, uh, lead pastor of Saddleback Church in California, wrote a, a book about finding purpose in life. And it's uh, a book that I'm guessing some of you already are, know the title. It's a very well-known book. Uh, it's been read by unbelievable number of people all over the world. The title of the book is The Purpose Driven Life, and I'm sure you've, many of you have heard of it. And I love how he began that book. I've never forgot, forgotten this. He, he started it out with these words. He said, it's not about you. It's not about you. Boy, that is so absolutely true. 
And then he wrote a one of the chapters in that book was on serving. And he, he began that chapter by saying this. He, he wrote, if you want to know why you were, you, you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. You were made by God and for God. And until you understand this, life will never make sense. And then he writes, you can reach all your personal goals, becoming a, a, a raving success by the world standard and still miss the purpose for which God created you. Self-sacrifice is the way, God's way, to finding yourself your true self. And he's right. He's absolutely right. And I'm convinced that this is why Paul points us to serving as the first application of what it means to do what he wrote in the very first verse in that, in that 12th chapter, what Jeff, the, the, one of the two verses that Jeff looked at last Sunday, where Paul said, made this statement. He said, therefore, I, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of all the different ways God's shown you mercy in your life, he said, I urge you to offer your bodies, to offer all of yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And, and then he finished it off by saying, this is your true and proper worship. Okay? Now it's true. It's absolutely true. Life isn't about me. Life isn't about me. Life is not about you. It's all about God, and it's all about you and I living for God and living for other people. This is what we were created for. This is what you and I are to be dedicated to, and it's how you and I can find, can find true joy and fulfillment and satisfaction in our lives for all of us, wherever we're at in our own spiritual journey. Now, Paul believed this so strongly that he, that he not only pointed us to a, a life of serving, he pointed us to a life of serving that's done with passion. And so he wrote this in verse 11, and it's really, it's our, it, you could say it's our key verse for today. He, Paul said, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. This, this is the very opposite of being indifferent towards serving or, or being reluctant to serve. It, it, it's wanting to serve God and to serve others more than anything else that you want in life. It's serving God with total devotion to God. It's serving to the, to the very best of your ability and, and with every bit of strength that God gives you to be able to serve him that way and to serve other people that way. It's serving with passion because you're convinced that it really does matter. It matters to God and it matters to the people we serve. And honestly, let me ask you this. Isn't this where serving becomes fun? I mean, just think of anything that you do. If you, if you do it with everything you've got, you put all of yourself into it, you do it with passion, isn't that when it becomes absolutely the most fulfilling of all? I, I think it is, totally. And especially when you're doing it in an area that fits who you are, with, you know, the, the, the abilities and the spiritual gifts that God's given to you, and you're your own personality and your own, your own set of life experiences. And, and, and when, you can, when you can serve God and other people in an area that just really ignites your passion, your feeling, your emotion, 
inside of yourself. And when you can be part of something, isn't it great? When you can be part of something that's on target with what God wants us to do as a church, what God wants each one of us to do as individuals, I think absolutely that's true. So don't miss that, all right? Don't miss what I'm saying. Because right now, it, it, it could be so easy for you to tune me out and, and by thinking to yourself that, okay, Steve's going to try to talk me into doing something that I absolutely cannot stand doing, that I absolutely would, you know, I dread doing, either because it doesn't interest you or because it's something you just know you wouldn't do well. <laughs> and so where you'd, say to, where you'd say to yourself, okay, Steve, ask me to do that. You know, go ahead and tell me to stick a fork in my eye. You know, that, that, that kind of a thing, all right? I'm not... I'm not standing up here this morning and asking you to take one for the team. Very opposite. I'm hoping that you can see the joy and the satisfaction that comes with serving with the abilities and the spiritual gifts that God's given you and then doing it for something that truly matters and that ignites your emotion, your passion inside of you. Now, fortunately... Paul unpacks all of what this means for us in the verses that we're going to look at this morning, beginning with uh, how God sees you, how God sees each one of us, all right? So, verse 2. Paul made this statement. Jeff looked at this last Sunday. He said, Do not conform any longer to, this pat to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You just want to keep that renewing of your mind. We move into the next verse. He said, for, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. In this third verse, Paul gives the first answer to a question that you might be asking yourself after reading verse 2, and it's this question. What do I think differently as a result of my mind being renewed? How does that affect how I think? And the answer Paul gives is that you begin thinking differently about yourself. You, you begin to have a right view of yourself. You, you really get it that life's not all about you, that instead it's all about God and it's all about other people. I spent some time thinking about this. Okay, how, how do we do that? And I think when it comes to how we view ourselves, there, there really are two extremes to guard against. One is to overestimate ourselves, to overestimate ourselves, where, which is what Paul really deals with in this verse when he said, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. It's, it's what leads to a, a self-centered life where we think it's all about us and it's not, it's not what we can do for other people, where we start thinking that we're, impo we're too important to be a servant to, to other people, that, that we're too important to serve in the most humble of ways. Now I got to tell you, in my 38 years of ministry, one of the ironies that I've seen and is the person who's loaded, I mean loaded with experience and loaded with abilities, but at the same time they sit back and they do little or nothing, and all the while they're leveling criticism 
at, at those who do. And I got to tell you, it, it's a strange sort of pride and, and self-centeredness that, that I've never been able to understand. And it's absolutely tragic. It's tragic to everybody. Everybody's a loser. And I, I think they're the biggest loser of all, really. Because they live in a very small world that they've created for themselves and all of their experience and all of their abilities are wasted on little selfish things that really do not matter. And living this way, they miss out on the joy and the, and the total fulfillment that, co- that can come with serving other people, with making a difference in another person's life. And so they lose big time. And the people that they could have been serving lose. I mean, the the connection never is made between all of their abilities and all of their wisdom and all of their experience and all the people that really need that in their own life, that the difference that they can make in another person's life. I mean, so everybody loses. Now, the only thing I can conclude when a person lives this way is either they never really understood the mercy of God and the grace of God in their own life, or if they did understand it, at some point they forgot. They, they, they lost touch with the truth of God's mercy and God's grace in their life. And, and, you know, it's possible that right now, as you're listening to me, you're thinking to yourself, Steve, I don't know if I like what you're saying right now, but if I'm honest... That's me. You're speaking to me. And if that's true, you know what? The best thing that I could suggest for you to do, if you've never understood the mercy of God, or if you understood it once and you've forgotten, forgotten it, the best thing you could do is go back and read the first eight chapters of the book of Romans. And as you do that, ask God to renew in you or give it to you for the very first time in your life, a sense of gratitude and understanding of God's mercy and God's grace in your life. See, the better you understand the truth about God and the truth about yourself, the more you're going to be set free from focusing on yourself, from from the selfishness, the, the narcissism that defines our culture today. So one extreme is to overestimate yourself. The other extreme is to underestimate yourself. You see yourself as unimportant in God's plan of of everything that God can do in this world to help other people, where you say, what have I I got to offer? What can I do? You know that thing where you're you're, you're just so down on yourself that you really think, man, man, I I, I have nothing to bring into the game. When the truth is, God has gifted every single one of us in this room in wonderful ways, and every one of us can have a significant part to play in God's purposes on this earth. Or it might be that you're thinking to yourself you're not spiritual enough. You might say, you know, if you and I could have a conversation, you might say to me, Steve, i got to tell you, there is so much stuff in my past There's so much stuff that I'm still struggling with in my life right now. I've got to get my act together before I can, before I even have a right to serve. (laughs) 
And I got to tell you, friend, that's what the grace of God is all about. God, God not only by his mercy makes it possible for us to be a part of his family, to be a part of his church, God by his grace also gives us the privilege of being able, being able to serve. You know, I have had so many times in my 38 years as a pastor, and you might not know this, okay, but I can look back on times when I've come here on a Sunday morning and I've walked up those steps and I've stood up here and I have, I have preached and I got to tell you, all the way up to this platform to preach and all the time I'm preaching, I'm thinking to myself, there, I have no right to stand up here right now and be preaching because I either just blew it big time that morning at home or I blew it sometime during the week in a big way. Yeah. See, None of us deserve to be able to serve. It's all God's grace. It's all about God's grace and sending his son to be our savior and, and giving us the privilege to serve with Jesus Christ and his purposes. See, this is how God sees every single one of us. And so the truth is, everybody, it really does matter that you serve, that you serve. Now, Paul then wrote about how we're to see ourselves in relationship to other believers within the church. And he shows us that we're to see ourselves as an integral part of Brookside. Right now, you, again, you might be a guest here today and, and you're, not a, you, you're a part of another church and so just apply it wherever you go to church. Or if church is not a part of your life, just think of it this way. You're, you're an integral part of wherever you are, where God gives you the opportunity to serve. You're, you're a very important part of, of that place. It might be your home. It might be your workplace. It might be a, a student in a classroom. You can take this and you can apply it everywhere. But definitely we can apply this in the church. And so Paul writes this. He said, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, this is what Paul's saying. He's saying that it matters to all of us. It matters to all of us that you serve, that you serve. He compares us to a, a human body saying that what's true for one is true for the other. And in, in the same way that each part of a, of a, of a person's body has a, a, a different function, each one of us have a different part to play in the ministry of this church. No matter how small we think that part might be. In my, my thumbs, right, they, they might be a small part of my body but have you ever tried writing without your thumbs? Have you ever tried doing anything without your thumbs? <laughs> you, know, um, you know, when I, a few years ago when I did, those of you who were here, remember when I stuck my hand under the lawnmower to pull grass out? I realized how valuable every one of my fingers were. <laughs> In that moment, like, oh, all the way to the emergency room, I want to keep my fingers, I mean, important, right? See, some of us are thumbs, and some of us are eyes, and some of us are noses, and some of us are feet, and some of us are toes. We, we've all, every single one of us, 
absolutely are needed to the, to the well-being of this church. You, you, you can have a huge impact on the spiritual lives of other people who are part of Brookside. We all need you. I need you. Okay? That's the lesson he's saying. Now, Paul does an interesting thing here. He gives us a list of seven gifts given to us as followers of Christ. It's not an exhaustive list. It's just an example of a larger list of gifts that you find in, in Scripture. And he, 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 he gives them to make two points. First of all, to, to, to help us understand that every single one of us are gifted by God, okay? You and I, need, you need to see yourself as gifted by God, and I need to see myself this way. So he writes this in verse 6. He said, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Very important, the end of that, each of us. Not, not some of us, not a few of us, but every single one of us in this place have been given spiritual gifts by God. And then what Paul does next as he lists those gifts, he goes back to where he, the statement he made in verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. He, he, he tells us with the use of each one of these gifts, we should be passionate in how we use it. We should maximize its potential for serving God and helping other people. And, and when we read this in the English, it's hard to see it. But it, he does it with the words that he, that he uses in the Greek. And so it's like he mentions each gift. It, you have the first half of the phrase and then you have the second half. So let, let's just, let me just read through this for you and I'll try to do it verbally, okay? He writes, if, you're, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is, if it is encouraging, then encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's leadership, do it diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Do you know, just get a little feel of what he was doing there. You know, I, I was thinking this morning, you know, the brilliant thoughts you can have when you're brushing your teeth or when you're in the shower. And, and I had one of those thoughts this morning as I was thinking about the sermon, brushing my teeth. And, and uh, I thought, you know what, Steve? Those seven gifts that Paul listed have been absolutely critical to the success of Brookside Church through all these years. In fact, I thought, if a church can have just those seven gifts and if those seven gifts are exercised by people in that church, that church is going to do absolutely fantastic. And that's what Brookside has experienced. Each one of these. And just go right through the list. I don't, you know, I should probably, I don't want to brag or anything, but you know that if your gift is prophesying, I have that gift. I, I predicted that the Spurs were going to win in five games. You know, nobody's laughing. Nobody understands the value of that statement I just made, you know. Um, okay, just drop that one right away. All right. Okay, the NBA, basketball, you know, happening tonight. Okay, all right. Seriously. I just looked through this list. 
Prophesying, what it really is, it's, it's preaching. Okay? Serving. I'm talking about that. Teaching. The ability to, to take biblical truth and talk about it in a way that people can understand how to apply it. Encouraging. Oh, my goodness. Encouraging is happening all over in this church. You know? I, did, I see one, one person after another encouraging another person at a point of, of need in their life. A giving, giving generously. Man, I got, I got to tell you, this is it, uh, 33 years. This is a giving church, financially giving church. I can also tell you that there are certain individuals at different points, and we all know this is true, certain people, God has given them the opportunity to be blessed with a lot more finances than other people. And I'm going to tell there are, if, 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 if I was going to tell you, which I never will, but there have been gifts given to this church by people who God has blessed that have just said, you know what, I can do more. I can give even more. There's so many things that we have in this place, this building we're in right here, is because of people who have done, just stepped and done even more because they knew they could do more. Uh, leadership, uh, this church has got leadership all over the place. If it's showing mercy, we've seen mercy, I've seen mercy done over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just a wonderful thing. Okay. Let's look at an application. And... Um, to make this real practical here for us today. If when you, um, you came in, uh, you probably saw on your chair uh, this, this card. And um, there's at the end of each row, there's a, uh, at the end of one row, each row is a, a little basket with pencils on it if you want to pass that. And um, what, if you're not involved in ministry yet, yeah, you want to pick up that, there's a little basket there, everybody at the end of your roll, just pick it up and pass it down. The roll, it's got pencils in it. All right. Okay, trust me, there is at the end of each roll. Great. This is really your ticket to serve, all right? This is your ticket to serve, and it, it gives a, a list of all different ways in which you, you could serve. Let me, let me just highlight three of them, all right? One of the things that we're going to do this summer that's different in children's ministry, you know, normally we take like a five-week break where we don't have any uh, ministry for all, all ages of our children. Uh, this year we're going to do um, a Sunday morning vacation Bible school, all right? And that might be a place where you could say, you know what, I'm not serving anywhere right now, but this, I know that I could do this for five weeks. And that might be something that you would say, you know what, I can do that. Uh, we have our... Our host ministry, the people that are, uh, you know, do so much for us, they wear the blue shirts on Sunday morning, they welcome us when we come in and answer our questions, so we got questions and, it, you know, really serve in that way. That might be a way uh, that you might want to serve. Um, you know, some of you, many of you know that I'm going to be transitioning out of being uh, uh, lead pastor and I'm going to take, my, my ministry will be completely small groups. And part of that transition is going to start happening this fall when Jeff and I begin co-leading. It's going to give me more time to work on small groups. So I'm going to be on the hunt for small group leaders because I, I want to expand that much more. I mean, right now we have like 740, 750 people in small groups. I'm, I'm, I want to double that number. You know, I just want to keep increasing the number of people because I believe in it. And so I need, I need great leaders. So, you know, example. So what you can do, 
You can fill this out. Um, you can do it today before you leave. Give it to one of our hosts or put it in a, one of the white baskets back there or take it home with you, fill it out, and bring it back next week and, and uh, leave it at the information table. Uh, we would just ask that you print, okay? That will help us. And then uh, indicate which way you'd like us to communicate back with you. If you have any questions, you can go on our website and... Uh, and uh, you'll read a lot more about each one of these ministries. Okay, so let me, let me just finish by saying this. Our big takeaway today, it does matter to serve. And it really is true. Every act of serving is a special God, sauce God uses to change people's lives. And I get so excited about the future. I think of, of all that God's got ahead for us and, and how it's going to happen, how we're going to be able to serve our Lord Jesus Christ is all of us stepping up to the plate and serving, all of us being part of the team, okay? Um, all right. By the way, um, let me just say this before I go down. I'm tweeting now, okay? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea, uh, but I'm, I'm, stepping, I'm stepping out. And uh, so uh, there's my, my deal and um, my address, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Rock sa Rob said you would follow me, didn't you? I've been between services. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Thanks, Rob. All right. <laughs>